when you get those presents on Christmas morning and they're sitting right in front of you, the wrapper is all pristine and the bows are glistening and the tree's lights are, are blinking and all that. The anticipation of opening up a gift is, is like no other. Mm-hmm. Do you sense that? That's what we're going to talk about today. So, have you opened your gift given to you from God? That's exactly where we're at today with our podcast. And I'm Steve Hollis. Right across from me is Eddie Hammond. It's good to see you, brother. You too, Stephen. Always good to be seen. Always good to be seen. And uh, today, uh, the sun is shining bright. And you know what? It's not blistering hot out there. Mm, It's not bad. It's not Not bad at all. In fact, I'm hearing that tonight when we sleep, in the evening, it's going to be around 55 degrees. Wow. I know. like That's good stuff. And then tomorrow, uh, high in the 79, uh, 80s, and so that's pretty nice all in all. And, uh, nice and sunny uh, with a high of 80. I think that I'll take that. So, yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah, now that you've received your weather report. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, Kurt will come in with the traffic. Okay. The and Kurt now uh, with the traffic. Uh, eye in the sky. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> well, we are glad that you're here with us uh, at the podcast. We're excited to get right, jumping right into talking about the gifts uh, that are given to you from God. So we're not going to really hesitate today. Honestly, we're going to get right into it. And... Um, I know that there's baseball going on, but you know what? The Cubs aren't in it right now, so we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, the Dodgers are, uh, to some extent. I'm not too actually sure that they are, but uh, obviously uh, Eddie's uh, decided to go with a, a little bit more of a winning team, and he's wearing the Dodgers hat again today. So, well, uh, without further ado, I'd like to uh, go ahead and, and uh, just really dive right into it and have a word of prayer, get us leading, leading right into this time. Heavenly Father, you are amazing, and you are to be glorified and honored. We come before your throne today asking that you would have uh, your way in this podcast and our time together. Lord, we honor you and glorify you, for you are the one we want to follow, want to submit unto, to be obedient to. So Holy Spirit, fill this room and lead us this day in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, brother, well, I talked about the gifts. Yeah. Started talking about Christmas. and There's a place in Michigan, Christmas all year round. It's kind of an interesting deal. Like you said about the gifts, you know, a lot of times we as parents and grandparents go to great lengths to buy, uh, and sometimes for our wives or whatever. Yeah. Well, and, what's a, what's our tradition? What what's tradition have you pushed on me? Well, I like opening <laughs> gifts weeks ahead but that way the anticipation's gone but you're big on christmas morning so you've held the forward on that so but we've we've one, settled in though one gift on christmas eve there it is that's, that's what, what i want to share it is so yeah. but we always like to anticipate how what joy will come out of those gifts that we buy when they open them but man if they would just and I, this has happened before i'm sure it's happened with your boys you thought it was really going to go over big and didn't go over so big. Mm, it's happened. Maybe what they didn't want or whatever, and it, it kind of hurts a little bit when they lay that aside and don't pay attention to it. Yeah. And then they talk about babies. They play with the box more than they do whatever's in it. So <laughs> that's kind of funny as well. Of course, in that clip I used a hundred times, I think, with little Ralphie, he didn't want that them pajamas, but his mom wanted him to have them. But... Uh, said that he'd have to wear them when Aunt Clara was around, but nonetheless, but that's the point that got into this, that 
imagine how God feels when he gives these great gifts, supernatural gifts to his children, and they don't pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the problem. You know, uh, the gift appears six times, the word gift. Verse 1, 4, 9, 28, 30, and 31 in, 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 in 1 Corinthians 12. And it's talking about these gifts that, uh, that God has, uh, has given to, to his children. He said in verse 1, Now concerning spiritual gifts, but that I don't want you to be unaware. King James says, ignorant. Don't be ignorant of these. These mm-hmm. are specifically made in heaven for you, and you need to unwrap them. Um, the word uh, gifts comes you know, from the rendering of the Greek word charisma, which is grace. It's undeserved favor is what grace means, but God gives us these gifts. We don't deserve them. He just yeah. gives them to us. Yeah. It uh, you know, and they are different from you know natural gifts. You're born with it. You might inherit some from your parents, or whatever. But the Holy Spirit gives these gifts. You know, um, they're at conversion. Soon as soon as we come to Christ in that new birth, they're given us us by God. They're independent of anything, even our parents. You know, like a parent giving gifts at Christmas. When God gives spiritual gifts. He stoops to give them. He distributes gifts, not because we merit them, but because he is such a good and gracious giver. You know, we talked about the gift of the Holy Spirit and the difference between spiritual gifts. You know, uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit and spiritual gifts are definitely different. The first is singular and the second one is plural. That God, that God gives us those um who gives and receives spiritual gifts God gives them sovereignly we don't get to pick them yeah. there has been, has been a debate within the context of the body of Christ over the years some believe you can you can pick them but that's not scriptural right. I don't know how uh, they merit that actually when you read those scriptures four to one this, this is you know this is 1 Corinthians 12 8 and 9 for to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healings by one Spirit. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as he wills. Not as we will, as he wills. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, and miracles, and gifts of healing, helps, administration, and various kinds of tongues. And the recipients of these gifts are, of course, all believers. Well, there's six lists of spiritual gifts. And as we seek those, as we look at these, as we read them, they're listed in uh, the order of importance in the body. What's most important in the body? Words of wisdom and in knowledge, faith, healing, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing of spirits, tongues, interpretation of tongues. Second list, that was 12, 8, and 10, 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12, 28 says, Apostles, ship is first, prophecy, teaching, miracles, healings, helps, administration, and tongues. It, and that's pretty much way, the way God set it up. Every member of Christ's body has a spiritual gift. But to each one, this is verse 7, but to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And that is the whole point of gifts. It's for the good of the body. It's not for the good of us. Right. And it's not for us to brag and rant and rave that, man, God loves me more than he loves you because he's given me this gift. That's that's wrong. Right. Uh, just 
with anything of this, um, in, in receiving this gift, it's a, it, we need to continue to surrender that over to God and for His edification, right? So exactly. when we're That's using why. these gifts, it's all back for His glory. Yeah, exactly. And nobody's left out. That's right. I think that's why we... Maybe that's why people don't seek it, because they don't really want that responsibility, but it's on. God puts that on us. They can't be lost. All those spiritual gifts can be neglected or abused. They cannot be lost, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Romans eleven twenty nine. And I am sure that... At the Bema Seat of Christ, when we're judged as believers, this whole issue is going to come up. Because mm. I think there's going to be some of us that he gifted us, and we didn't even unwrap it. We left right. it laying. We didn't. So I think that's going to... Well, we've opened it up and tossed it to the <laughs> side. Because right? we didn't want it. Wow. That's exactly right. That's, that's a good point as well. Um, how do we discover which gifts we have? That It, 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 takes, it takes a movement on our part and some actions. The first step is to be informed. Research the gifts to know your perimeters of each one. Study the scripture. See what it says. There's all kinds of commentaries and mm-hmm. help out there that explains the gifts. And as you read them, the Holy Spirit will, will help guide and direct you to what what you, the gift that He's given you. Right. In a sense. Well, you don't. You know, that's a, so important to hear because you don't have to be in seminary or a Bible Bible scholar or you you want to dive in and. And look how the Lord has placed this in, and, and then how to use it according to His will. That's exactly right. Yeah, for sure. So, first step is inform. Secondly, be open. Don't be too quick to zero in on one gift to the exclusion of another. Third, be available. Be willing to be used by God in different areas of ministry, even though you feel you're not quite ready for that task. You have to experiment with it. Uh, if you think you've got the gift of teaching, Go in with a teacher that's already teaching and sit with them, and then you you start teaching. If you've got that gift, you'll know it. It'll it'll come for you. And finally, uh, fourth is be sensitive. Carefully evaluate the effect your your gifts have on others, because mm-hmm. people will know that response. What's exactly the response? Right. People from will see that right. in you. Right. Say, man, you did a good job. Yeah, you know, you that or you're forcing something, or, or you're trying to to have this gift, and people are looking at you crosswise. Yeah. You might want to be sensitive about the fact that maybe that's yeah. not exactly that's the way. exactly right. <laughs> and then that's that's what the last step is: be sensible. Yeah. Don't there force you yourself to fit into a certain gift if it doesn't appear to be the one given to you. Mm. And that's why that's why we talk about a lot about life development. Hopefully, going through those. Uh, classes at different stages, uh, 301 is what Kurt teaches, and that's what we, he talks about. Mm-hmm. You take a gift inventory and try to narrow that down to what you're good at and try to get plugged in at the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, being part of a church means you serve. You serve using that gift, whatever that might be. And suppose we do not use our exercise or exercise our spiritual gifts. Exercising our gifts is a matter of obedience. And since we have gifts that differ according to the grace which is given to us, let each exercise them accordingly. Failure, it cripples the body. Because God has given all the gifts that we need here, it's just the fact that maybe not everybody is using their gift. That's the point. Everybody here is supposed to be doing something. Right. If you do, I mean, if everybody just did one thing a, a day, or whatever God has called them to do, that would be huge. 
I've said this a lot, you know, there's an aura that hangs over the untapped potential within the context of the body. God sees a lot of stuff in us that we don't see ourselves. If you're a believer in Christ, it is your responsibility as a faithful steward and a fellow laborer in the ministry to discover and develop your gifts. You know, and if you're not a believer, you you know, the gift still lays under the tree unwrapped. And mm. it's the gift of salvation. Amen. Amen. The so, greatest gift of all. I, that's, that's pretty much where we, we covered. And then at the end, we... I ask, you know, if you know what your gift is, are you using it? And if not, why not? Yeah. What's the point? So um, I, let's talk just briefly about just a little bit more. Your gifts could be shown in maybe the way that you've been led in in what you do every day in, in your sure. work, right? If you're finding that you are comfortable as... As uh, maybe you're a barista at a, at a coffee joint and and you're able to interact with people, maybe there's a gift of serving. hospitality and serving. There you go, right? Whether maybe you're in a position where you're able to lead and administration is a part of that whole process, and and you know that that's a part, and you you fine tune that and you go through it, teaching. If that comes naturally for you, and even your own children, if you're you're realizing this is this is something that I've that I've done within even our neighborhood or or VBS maybe you've done that a little bit or just like you've said earlier in the midst of talking about that it's testing and recognizing how God has worked in your life Mm -hmm. already where he's opened that up for you and how he continues to do that because we are given these to glorify him by spreading the word of love of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. the gospel it's a beautiful thing. Why not and give your gift away? And if you got the gift of serving, you won't just use it in the church. Right. You'll use it at your job. You use it everywhere. Yeah. We hope that you don't just use it at or church. Giving. My goodness, right? You know, uh, leading. Uh, at, yeah, they, they can be used every day, actually. And God has given us that. And we know, you know, we, we sense his presence in our lives because we get a, a sense of satisfaction when we're doing what God has called us to do when we're obedient in the exercising of those gifts, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I, I think a lot of people believe maybe that you just use them within the context of the body. The body yeah. One of the gifts is evangelism. That's yeah. spreading the gospel. That's, it. That's telling people the good news, and okay. it comes natural out of your life, out of your mm-hmm. mouth, out of your voice, out of your actions. Mm-hmm. So these it, are the and so that these are the relevant things in which are connecting us to our daily lives, and that's what we want to share on these podcasts on Wednesdays for sure. And that's the thing when we when we think about these gifts, we think about how God's working in us. Just be open to His leading, and if you need a little bit more direction, always be looking for those mentors around you that that can speak into you. Whether it's our staff here at Crossroads, whether it's. Um, um, an individual, a brother or sister that you've done devotions with or have uh, had good, healthy, spiritual uh, directive thoughts and talks with, you know, these things are good. Um, but we do want to guide you that way, too. Women, speak to women. Yeah. Men, speak to men. Um, well, and, and don't, you, don't be caught up in, in, in things that and, it might not go across the line. Exactly. There. Just be careful. And if you don't know your gift 
and you've been a believer for a while, don't be ashamed about it. Just do, do something about it. That's right. Talk to somebody. We, right. we don't ever speak down to people. We just want to help you. Absolutely. So Absolutely. you can come in, like you said, Steve said, you can, you, know, you can come in and talk to us. And Please. Take a gift inventory. Kurt has those in his office. And um, I think and those of you that have been through 301 that's not taken that uh, set down with Kurt, yeah. that, that's where you bring that out and talk about it. So yeah, maybe we you need to sign up for that. Definitely want to encourage you there. So because it's, Exactly. It's a big deal. God continues to use us. We, you know, God needs you to continue to further his His uh, word and ministry and gospel out to the uh, the un the unchurched, the, the ones that don't know, maybe. So all of these things. You know, as we, as we break off of that, talking about gifts, and going into this next, uh, this next title, uh, it's a very interesting one, Pastor. Chasing the Wind. Yeah, I'm, So I'm, let's I'm, talk about that a little bit. I've Give us a little brief. preached through uh, Ecclesiastes before, but that's where we're at, the words of Solomon wisest man that ever lived other than Jesus. You know, that's a lot to take in. Richest man that ever lived. Um, and in, in this, he starts out as a cynic. And, and what he does is paints this picture of life with God, life without God. And he, he's kind of in, in, a, in, in a quandary, if you will, but few, if any, go as far to find lasting satisfaction in his life as King Solomon did. He went through a maddening period in his adult life when everything lost its luster. I, I think there's a lot of people in this right now. Mm. In that they've lost their luster for life. Mm. They've lost motivation, so to speak. Yeah. During this time, he called some of the most basic assumptions about existence into question. With clenched fists and cynical words, he sneered into the face of God and sought to enjoy life apart from him. And that's what this journal, this journal is interesting. It's, it's what, you know, uh, it, it, it's what he talks about. Human life and consciousness is indeed a peculiar thing. None of us has to be born. And truth be told, none of us has much control over the end of our lives. So we grow up thinking we can become masters of our own destinies. And that's where Solomon was at because he had all that money, all that power. 700 wives and 300 concubines he had when you think about what man desires in life he had a he had all he had all the bases covered yeah humanly all the humanly want or human wants come up to the point that 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 god hole in his life was not filled is the problem we're all born with that god hole and, and what he says after, after everything, after having all this and doing all that, he said, everything under the sun is meaningless, like chasing the wind. King James, that was New NLT, the, New King, or the King James Version says, I've seen everything that is done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity, a chasing after the wind. So that was kind of his uh, concept on that, is that... Um, it was worthless. Life is worthless. It has no meaning. And he's coming at it from the part, life without God has no meaning. Right. Um, Herman Melville um, called Ecclesiastes the, he, the, the truest of all books. 
Thomas Wolfe in his classic novel, You Can't Go Home Again, wrote that Ecclesiastes is the greatest single piece of writing I've ever known, and the wisdom expressed it is the most lasting and profound. So a lot of people through the years have have looked at Ecclesiastes, and um, like I said, I've never I've never preached I've never preached through this book before, so it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be experience for all of us actually. But man, there's so much to to glean out of that. Um, and th the question is that we don't have the answer for actually after all of that. And he gets down toward the end and he comes back to God. So uh, I've, I've been asked this question before is, you know, is Solomon in heaven? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. hope so. hope he's there. I mm -hmm. think he probably came back enough to, to God because he come back to the overall message of the book is this. The fear of God, which he recommends, is not only the beginning of wisdom. As taught in the book of Proverbs, it's also the beginning of joy, of contentment, and of energetic and purposeful life. Right. That is the theme of the book. And he finally, after chasing the wind in all different areas, he comes back. Wow. He comes back to that. Yeah. Uh, there's at least three conclusions from Solomon's experience that we can apply in our own lives. Number one, the sensual lure of something better tomorrow robs us of the joys offered today. People say, man, just wait till tomorrow or wait till next week. Wait, wait. But you gotta, you got to understand where you're at right there. And secondly, the personal temptation to escape is always stronger than the realization of its consequences. Man, hardly ever do we count the consequences before we pull the trigger mm. and then we get into terrible messes. Right. And then the final destination, if God is absent from the scene, he will not satisfy. Emotions, emptiness, and a fleeting sense of contentment pervade a life acted out apart from God's perspective and approval. You know, and then we you talk about the consequences of living life without God and they are not good because it, it's the absence of the fruit of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit puts within our life. Life apart from God, you don't have joy or self-control or peace. Right. It's not there. That's right. So that's... Yeah, well, it's chasing the wind. Chasing the wind. That's, yeah. uh, it's good. It'll be good to connect with Ecclesiastes, uh, that is for sure, and and knowing how that pertains to our lives. And and, and, and this next uh, podcast, of course, we'll be talking it, into it'd be interesting in depth than that. If people have a chance to start reading that, mm. it's not yeah. very long. Good. I don't, well, there's your there's your homework, folks. Before Sunday, if you'd like to dive into Ecclesiastes yeah. a little bit, check on uh, some of the things that Solomon wrote about. I'd be uh, give you a little bit of a heads up as you get uh, ready to dive into it uh, as Pastor brings us through part one of Chasing the Wind. Well, Pastor, can you have a word of uh, prayer with us as we wrap this up here today and? And uh, as we finish up uh, speaking about and, and having, helping them help uh, their thoughts go towards those gifts uh, once again. So once you have a word there, of prayer There's only us. 12 chapters. Mm, in Ecclesiastes? Yeah. Okay. So you can, you can do it. And I think, I think whoever reads that will find themselves in that. And if you're not there where he's at in one place, you probably will be <laughs> in another. Gotcha. Lord, thank you for loving us. Well, I, what, a, what a great thing is that you've gifted each one of us mm -hmm. to use that gift for your glory and to build your church. And uh, 
I know sometimes, Lord, we neglect that and uh, to our uh, displeasure, actually, and we know it's to your displeasure that we're not doing what you've called us to do because um, these gifts come from you, Holy Spirit, and they are supernatural. And yeah, we do need to practice and work on them, but uh, you, you put that desire within us and you give us the help and the direction to do it. So we mm-hmm. thank you for that. And Lord, I, I just pray that uh, we all are aware of our gifts. And if we're not, that we will seek that. We will start studying them and, and uh, finding out what each one entails and uh, find out where we fit in. I know a lot of people disassociate with the church because they, they, they can't find their niche. They can't wait, find where they fit in. But as we study our gifts and find them out, it's, it's a great door into, into a ministry. So uh, that's my prayer for, for all of us, actually. And as we think about uh, next week, Lord, as we get into um, Ecclesiastes, that there might be things that, that we learn that our hope might be instilled back in us. Maybe we're at once one, or we find uh, new hope uh, for the fact that you love us and we realize that how much better life is with you than it is without you. Mm-hmm. I just give you praise and glory. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me here today, uh, Pastor, and thank you, listeners, for joining both of us as we have talked about this and uh, uh, talk about gifts in which God has given us. So until next week, we'll say goodbye today, but thanks so much again for joining us, and make sure that you're staying close to the Father. Stay connected to one another. We'll see you. Bye-bye.